Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. January 18th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good victory Wednesday morning, hump day morning here on Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. The Cats win, and it happened just a few hours ago, it seems like. I uh, hope everybody got enough sleep to, to push them through their day. You probably did it. I know Scoots probably has a nap on the docket, but uh, most oh, yeah. won't be able to have that. Uh, very jealous, Scooter. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. I actually got one yesterday as well, so I was able wow. to stay up and watch the whole game, or else I would have been crashing early. So glad I stayed up. Glad That's I got to watch double, that double. game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bumped. I never get naps on back-to-back days, so really looking forward to today. Everything I mean, coming that, up, Scoots. Come on. <laughs> did that? Did that parlay? Did you? Did you close out the? Did you get what you needed? On I the did. Last leg? Yeah, got. I hit a three-game parlay last night on a ten-dollar free bet. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Wow! Wow! This is big news. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, I think everybody's happy. Tired, probably. Yes, but. But but happy. Uh, Kentucky, it's the tale of two halves, to use a sports writer's cliche. And I'm not going to lie, after that first half, I was not in a good spot. I did not think that that second half was, was going to happen. I figured UK would make a run, but Roush, I didn't think it would be two minutes into the game, or the second <laughs> half, I should say, where you look and you're like, okay, well, hey, margin of race, sweet. Now just play them above even. And and be ready to rock and roll. Uh, really, really impressive second half. I think you can make a case probably the best half of the season for UK basketball. And don't let these cats get hot, Roush. Don't let them get hot. Uh, I love that UK goes on a 12-3 run, and it's just all Oscar Shibway to start that second half. One of the most dominant performances we've ever seen. He had the first nine points of the half, one of which was – he 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 took the he did a little Tennessee two step walked all over the court got an and one uh, they did not call the travel because uh, these college basketball refs suck so much of their jobs I I mean 
Trevor Kelsey is more competent at his job than college basketball officials. And it's not even close, really. And Trevor uh, didn't show up to work like two days a week. Or he would show up just like 10 minutes late. So No, some days he just wouldn't show up. But yeah, but no, it's... Uh, that's he, true, too. Yeah. Good, point. Good um, point. But nevertheless, he gets the and one, misses the free throw, gets the rebound, kicks out to C.J. Frederick, a five-point possession to give Kentucky the lead. Uh, they, they didn't get it for good, but at that point, it was it was on like Donkey Kong. Um, Kentucky needed that that dominating performance from Oscar Shibway, though TJ, especially in that first half because it was it was a lot of the same same old same old in the first half, but it was it was back to being awesome in the second. You had Casey Wallace attacking the rim, uh, looking like the guy we thought he could be. Uh, Kentucky was playing better defense. Jacob Toppin was dunking on dudes. That second half, uh, that second half got fun against a pretty decent Georgia team. Yeah, again, I I think I'm sometimes prisoner to the moment when seeing UK play a team and that team playing well against UK and thinking, oh, that team actually pretty solid. When in reality, I don't know how good they are. I, I think Georgia could be a tournament team. Could be, you know, probably in that play-in type game, 11 seed, maybe 10 seed at best. Uh, That being said, that's at least right now probably where Kentucky in in that ballpark is where Kentucky will most likely be projected when push would come to shove. So uh, they're they're an all right little team. When they were doing their big bit on which which school did those players play for? Florida? Northwestern, Florida State, some JUCO. Gosh, when I was watching that, it was cool. Uh, That's got to be a pretty – sweet moment for those guys to kind of grind it out in low-level college basketball and then be at a Power 5 school and a 3-1 and one in a Power 5 conference leading leading the way. But I couldn't help but think, are we really going to let these guys from Northwestern Florida State dominate us? And that's what they were doing in the first half. And luckily, Cal Calipari, to his credit, played the best lineup in the second half. They stuck UK's best defender on Roberts. Great first mm-hmm. name, by the way, uh, Terry. And it changed the game. It, a lot of stuff changed in the second half, Roush. And I can't help but think I just default back to, well, you played the right lineup. You played the right lineup for the majority of that second half. So maybe no wonder things looked as good as they did. So, And, uh, and that just, was with the guards not even – Playing particularly well, at least the wings, right? Uh, Reeves, four of 11, Frederick, one of eight. Um, they only combined for 14 points. And that's what I thought, uh, you, not, not the biggest problem. The biggest problem in that first half is they were just letting dudes just drive to the rim and score easy buckets. Uh, but when, you're, when your wings aren't scoring, like it, it, it's, it's going to be hard to win. But they were still able to do that uh, in the second half. Although, shout out, I, I was with you, TJ. I was like, are we really going to let a couple of Juco kids freaking put it on us at Rep Arena? Oquando's dunk in the second half, that was that was pretty badass. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh. I was having some Travis Leslie flashbacks when he just crammed all over DeMarcus Cousins at Rep Arena back in 2010. Now that was. He was good. And you, you started to see him get a little bit more confidence, and UK realized, like, oh, no, we've only got one Case and Wallace defender here. We're having a tough time staying in front of him. And Cal brought in Livingston to kind of say, hey, make life a little bit more difficult on this guy. And it worked. It, mm-hmm. it just was, and I got, and I understand Case and Wallace had 
two fouls. Uh, it was what it was. I'm glad Cal put him in there at the end, nearly got five points just gifted mm-hmm. to him in those final few seconds of the first Seriously. half to make that margin a little bit more tolerable. But outside of Wallace and, and uh, Livingston to a certain extent, but especially Wallace, this team has a tough time staying in front of their man and not letting them blow get blown by. Uh, but, gosh, the Michi Johnson game against South Carolina doesn't happen if Casey Wallace doesn't have back spasms. And we do yeah. – and I was tough on Jacob Toppin, and we're going to have a conversation about Jacob Toppin's game yesterday. At the end of the day, a really impressive stat line for him. In right. most college basketball seasons for the blue and white at UK, you would talk about that double-double performance and be like, double-double, all right, huge game for Toppin, MVP. Oscar just has completely changed our perception of basketball stat lines to a point that I'm not sure we'll ever be able to recover as a fan base. But we're going to have a conversation uh, about Toppin, but huge defensive effort in that second half. And I was like biting my lip thinking, if Cal doesn't try his own, if he doesn't try something, 1-3-1, just something to switch this up, what's the definition of insanity? UK is going to keep getting blown by. And it changed. It changed wholeheartedly. And people nationally need to start recognizing. I'll never forget when Zion Williamson was having his issues and you'd have like the selection committee chair going on TV and being like, we're not counting games without Zion. They will be totally judged as a complete product. Everything they did with Zion counts. Everything they didn't do with him doesn't count. And and they're going to end up getting a one seed because of it. Uh, Then this South Carolina loss, which is a horrible loss, Without Casey Wallace and Jacob Toppin, two starters, it need that needs to be that needs to at least be mentioned. If they were gonna do the if they do the slurp fest with Duke every year, and it's not only Duke that they've done this with, then that needs to be considered when people are evaluating UK's one god awful loss on the year. And it was a horrible loss, and it still shouldn't have happened, even with those guys on the bench. But it definitely doesn't happen if they play. And if that loss doesn't happen, Roush, and let's just say UK wins whether it's comfortably or whether it's by two points and that game goes to overtime if UK is able to find a three there on those final possessions. We're looking at UK so much differently right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Because the quad one win kind of – like they, they kind of cancel each other out instead of giving you the boost that a quad one win should give you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you don't have – you look at the resume and you say, well – it's still more losses than UK fans would like at this point in the season, but none of them are bad. You look at this team's going to be a tournament team. That team's a tournament team. This team's a one seed. This team's a two seed. Uh, you still have several losses. The team's ranked in the top 25, but that one loss does stick out, and it does kind of change things, but it needs to be viewed appropriately. UK didn't have its best guard, and it didn't have its starting power forward. That being said, Toppin is still a frustrating player to me. Fan of the guy, seems like a great kid, and he eventually put it together late in the game, and especially when UK kind of needed it the most to help close out Georgia. He got some big rebounds, went soaring for some boards, was able to knock down some free throws, hit a shot or two. That was fun to see, but gosh, he I, I still, Roush, I don't know what to do with myself when I see UK kick it out to top and, and he just he knows he can't shoot. So it's just, it's wasted time. It's wasted possession. It's not, it, it's not even really moving the ball well because Georgia knows, opposing defenses know, we don't have to get out on this dude. So if they throw it to him, 
don't get discombobulated, don't over pursue, just stay where you are and everybody relax. It's it's an issue. Now it ended up working out for UK yesterday, but I still just don't understand. Hey, try Livingston at the four. Do Kaysen, Reeve, CJ, Livingston at the four with Oscar and just try it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, then you can always go back. Like you can always put Toppin back in, give the dude a little bit of a breather. Him giving up that inbounds play with one second. I mean, oh, what was what, what, what was he doing? How, why would you ever guard somebody on the opposite? Like that, I still can recall vividly Doug Vaughn, St. Paul Raiders, third and fourth grade team. You stay between your man and the basket. It's the most basic defensive principle in basketball. In what reality would you ever be on the top side of a guy on an inbounds play? With one second, well, I, 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 I cannot comprehend it. My brain just does not compute what the hell he was doing there. No, it was really, really bad. He was playing that possession like there was one second on the game clock, and Kentucky was up two. And it was like, just don't give up a three. Anything but a three will work. Because yeah. he was guarding the perimeter. Like, he was out. He, he thought that the Georgia guy was going to, like, leak out and shoot a three and Toppin was going to be all over it. But instead, in doing so, he just gave up a, a free layup. It was – that was bad. Like, that was bad. And there's still some spacing issues with him. He hasn't really produced that Gonzaga-like game where he's just been money from, you know, Mid-range. 16, 17 yeah. feet in that ballpark. He forced a few shots yesterday. That being said, though, I'm glad it didn't – I'm glad some bad plays from him didn't sink him because that's happened in the past where like he hasn't been able to get it going and he's just been for this is a little bit of a harsh word but it's i think it's appropriate worthless like you know bad things have happened for him and then he just completely mentally checks out and you're not going to get anything from him things weren't going his way yesterday and he still hung in there ended up putting together a nice performance a double double performance and again had some really big rebounds late in the game to help put it away and I think I think we're onto something here. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm not going to get overly excited, but this can be a really good basketball team with the right lineup, with the right mentality, and you still have the national player of the year and we saw it on full display last night. What a historic performance. What a freaking idiot to not take him as MVP. The one night I don't take him is the night he has a game like that. Are you kidding me? Yep, fade scoots. What an idiot. You're welcome, oh, DJ. You'd be nice to my buddy Scoots talking to him that way, pal. <laughs> I think you still got a point, though, with margin. Of I did. Oh, I definitely did. I was only two points cool. off. So you'll be able to take Oscar next game if, uh, if, if, if you want. And then he'll and we, all, and we all got a point with the win, so that's nice. Man, nice. To your, to your point, though, about Toppin, um, to add to it, like that, that's that been a talking point for Cal for a while that he – his hit, he hit again this week. Like, you cannot let your offensive performance define the way you play. So, it was good to see Top and recover, get some big time rebounds, um, and, uh, you know, play better defense. It wasn't, I still can't get over that one possession. But uh, here's the, the other part, too, because we, we did kind of bury the lead. We've just said the stat line a bunch of times and how important Oscar was in the first half when everybody was struggling. But, like, the, the the whole, like, something's felt different by, about Oscar, I think there was something to that. And, I mean, we're all human. 
I know uh, we like to say that Oscar's a machine, but I think being a national player of the year and getting paid millions of dollars would go to my head a little bit. And there was some, uh, you know, anytime Cal says anything, people will like, but there was some people like, why would he call out Oscar Sheba? It's like, well, because he knew that that was what was going to make him tick. And it worked. It worked like a freaking charm. And we, we saw that like he's always been, like the, the tenacity to get rebounds, we even complained about it, at least I did, where he was trying to rip him from his own dude's hands last game, was there. But this time it was his 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 finishing at the rim and his aggressiveness where he's not just settling for 18-foot jumpers because he's been told that to be in the NBA he has to hit jump shots. Like he's going at the rim and, and making excellent moves to get there. Like a couple of those spin moves, that he had were awesome. Uh, the and one in transition was incredible. Once again, terrible officiating. Um, that that whistle didn't get called. But like we we saw that that juice that he'd been kind of missing since he 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 had the knee thing, and I think that slowed him down initially. Uh, there was one game in November where it was like, oh, there he is. But it was really just a flash of him running to the rim. This was. We got the full Oscar Sheboy experience, the full National Player of the Year Oscar Sheboy experience last night. One of the best performances. Uh, most rebounds by a 35-point scorer in the last 25 years. Um, it's also uh, the only person to produce that stat line at UK since Bill Spivey in 51. And I think the last 30-20 and 20 guy in the SEC was Sindarius Thornwell. last 30-20 and 20 UK guy was Mike Phillips in 1976. He was absolutely amazing. One of the best performances we've seen a Kentucky basketball player perform ever. Uh, I, you know, I, I put it up there with Monk in his forty-seven point game, uh, Nerlens Noel's shot blocking game at Ole Miss, uh, and was Davis's best game the Louisville game uh, in the tournament? That because that was freaking awesome, and so was was uh, De'Aaron Fox against Ball and, and UCLA in the tournament. What about one of the all-time dominating performances we've seen? What about Jody Meeks? A texter brings up Jody Meeks is 54. Ooh, yes, there you go. Another dominant performance. Yeah, they're, no, they're I, in the I, same air. You got it. You got to have Jody Meeks in there as well. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if Anthony Davis's final four performance uh, against U of L is historically good. It was. It was really, really dominant. Uh, he he just was on such a good team that sometimes. I bet he probably could have put up just some ridiculous numbers if he ever had to, but it never really happened a ton. He flirted he had a couple games where he flirted with triple doubles, which is obviously pretty historic. But, yeah, maybe the triple-double performance from that 17 team, there were two of them, Briscoe and Fox, would need to be considered as well. But I don't – it's just like – it's sometimes hard to comprehend that in a 40-minute college basketball game, UK had a player go for 37 and 24. Like you don't even hear about that at like small schools where you may just have a stud that is just, you know, significantly above his tier against the level of competition. But it's at UK, which is considered to be the basketball program. Uh, and we, you know, have maybe not so much lately, but looking to get back there for sure. 37 and 24. 37 and 24 and was, like, uh, on 20 shots, which is usually a little bit more for Oscar, but it's also not like, you know, he took 28 shots to get there. 37 and 24. I mean, it is. It's just, it's unreal. We're going to miss it. We're going to miss it when he's gone. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Oscar's going to give up some defensively. He 
not having a shot blocker, I think, from times can hurt UK in, in a couple of different regards. But it, dude is just a machine. Coach K had it right. He 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 had the right terminology. Oscar is a machine. The uh the the Davis game, he had 18, 14, and five. Yeah, that's really good. Um, which I mean, which is really, really good, good, but also like it just seems like small potatoes. The one the one game it remind this does remind me of though, I still remember it was uh I was leaving like a high school basketball banquet and the night before KD had thirty seven and twenty three at Texas Tech. I was like, holy and he, he made five threes in that thirty seven point performance. And I remember my coach being like, well, when are you gonna get thirty seven and twenty three for me? And he was like being serious to try to motivate me, but little kid, I'm just like, dude, you think I'm getting 37 and 20 in a game? You crazy? Like, oh man! But n- nevertheless, it um. And Rash, it, I just it, don't think I don't think it happens. This is a byproduct of the the ripple effect that is Calipari playing the right lineups. It doesn't yeah. happen if you have if you have non shooters out there with yeah. him. Where yep. teams would just double team them. Georgia couldn't, and no, Oscar no, was just didn't. abusing them. And there'd be a few times they'd bring some help, and sometimes there'd be there'd be some kickouts. Kentucky had uh, twenty nine, nearly over half of their field goals were assisted. I, I I don't know this off the top of my head, but I would guess that's maybe even a little bit below average. UK does a great job of finding open people, whether it's in the post or out on the perimeter. And I I don't think Oscar's having the game that he's having if you if George is allowed to double triple team him be really physical inside on him they can't do that and opposing teams will not be able to do that because you're going to leave CJ Frederick or Antonio Reeves wide open and for as great as a performance as it was for Oscar and it was historically good we're not forgetting that one anytime soon shout out to that ref for missing the and one when his arm just got absolutely raked uh, as. As I mean, just absolutely comical. But as good as a, and historic as a performance as it was, UK could have really blown out Georgia and blown their doors off for a 20-point win if CJ and Reeves are hitting their open shots. They missed them yesterday. That won't happen always. That won't happen, I think, the majority of the times. More times than not, those guys are going to knock down their open shots. So teams, if you want to stop Oscar from having 37 and 24, then go ahead and double them and then let those shooters get hot on the outside. And shout out to Cason Wallace for hitting his threes and knocking down his shots. Uh, that was big. You had to have some sort of scoring presence in the backcourt. And while Reeves did finish with 11, which is nothing really to scoff at, uh, Wallace was, I thought, a, a really poised player in the backcourt, knocking down his shots. UK really, really needed them. So uh, this is getting fun for me. It's getting more fun when you play the right lineups. Uh, and to add to that, how how awesome is it that C.J. Frederick stunk, but he wasn't a complete like, – he didn't make his shots, and yet he was still valuable to Kentucky. Absolutely. Like, well he was, said. He was not a defensive liability. Um, I think he's found his niche in taking charges, and even though it's going to be like about 50-50 still, you're creating turnovers every once in a while. So, like, I – let me. I, I didn't check the analytics from from his defensive performance, but it felt if it, it was good to see that. Okay, like there's value in him being on the floor, even if he is not making his shots, because 
uh, as Mike White told the the commenting team before, it's like we are going to do whatever we can to make sure like he's not getting any open looks. Now, would I like him to keep shooting those runners? No. Like there's a couple I know they were kind of be kind of contested, but it's like man, the set shot was there. Take the set shot, not the runner. Nevertheless, it was good to to have CJ spend those time that that extra minutes on the floor and still be, be able to contribute without knocking down a ton of shots. I th- some would say it puts him in contention for MVP last night. I don't know. Huh. That's a good, that's a good point. I mean, we would strongly have to consider. You could make a case for CJ over Oscar's <laughs> thirty-seven and twenty-four performance. Scooch, what were your, your thoughts on the game? You stayed up for it. We were texting during it. Uh, you tried to jinx, jinx Oscar even by saying that, oh, look, he's getting celebrity calls. I, no. So funny little background story for you listeners. I had texted Roush and TJ last night after that travel call that they missed on Oscar because it's funny because we were just talking yes on yesterday's show how Oscar doesn't get the celebrity calls. So all I said was, Oscar, and you all said Oscar never gets celebrity calls. TJ texts me and says, Scoots, please. And then I just hit two question marks, and then you're you said something else like "Come on, buddy" or something, and I was like, "What the hell? What's happening?" I like I don't even know what I said, and so I actually reached out to Roush, like, "Any idea what TJ's talking about? Like, what did I say? What did I do?" And Roush was like, "Yeah, I have no idea." I was like, "Well, maybe only thing I could think of was he's putting Lucy down. His phone keeps beeping. He's pissed at me for some reason." And then so I reached out to you, and you were like. Scoots, you're trying to jinx us. You're you're getting dangerously close to jinxing. And I was like, what? All I said was Oscar got a celebrity call. I didn't understand. So that was a fun little fun little thing last night. Actually, you texted me and you said your brain must have been in a total pretzel. Don't let anything I ever say put your brain into a pretzel, let alone <laughs> sarcastic text messages. But when you individually texted me, I responded back and said, Scoots, please. And you said. <laughs> sorry we'll talk in the a.m and i was like all right this kid you're not understanding that i'm just kind of joking and messing with you but you were trying to jinx oscar and i wasn't gonna allow you to do it i, so I, I was said, scooch come on man I, I, a a i was not trying to jinx oscar b i may or may not have gotten an early start on wacky wednesday oh so you you, you maybe were a little paranoid <laughs> I, 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 I understand. Yeah. uh scooch missed you out on the golf course yesterday you went golfing yesterday did you see the weather yesterday? You'd be a complete nut not to be out there. You golfing. went golfing and you didn't reach out? No, I, I, I was invited into an already completed foursome. Otherwise, you know I would have. But oh, it so was into a so beautiful. It was so, like, January golf, it holds a special place in my heart. And it's why I just don't understand people that, that will pick summer as a season over winter. And you may say, well, you get to golf all the time in the summer. What's your point? At which point I would say, yeah, it's miserably hot. The weather is so perfect yesterday. It was so nice being out there. Loved every second of it. Uh, and it's going to be really nice Thursday, Scoots. I was, really nice Thursday. I was actually debating on going today. There's gonna We're going to have a nice little window before the rain. It's not going to be terribly cold. I mean, it's, it's going to be chilly, but I was debating getting out there. How'd you play? Yeah, Janu- January golf for the, for the most part. Say I, no more. I, 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 <laughs> Had a had like four or five pars, which was nice, but also had like more doubles than I normally ever do, um, and, and was horrible around the green. It, it, the, I played at Neville Mead, which I kind of compare it to a, a Lynx style golf course. I don't know if it oh, technically yeah. would no, be considered. It, that I or would not. too. 
So it was a little windy out there would probably be my only complaint. But I think we're going to get some rain today. But tomorrow should be should be nice, too. But uh, it, it made for a really, really nice Tuesday, capped off by a much-needed, had-to-have-it U.K. basketball win. You get another team on Saturday undefeated in the SEC, Texas A&M. I believe they're undefeated in the SEC. Uh, I know they're at the top of the standings just behind Alabama. And, but it's a game that Kentucky needs to win. Uh, yeah, they're 4-0 A&M coming to town. They play uh, tonight, so you can get an early uh, look at them. You you win that one, then you go on the road to Vandy, which they're one of their best players, Liam Robbins, is out for multiple weeks. Really? So what happened new... with him? He was playing well. He's playing. He was playing really, really well. He's a big guy that could have certainly given Oscar a lot of trouble uh, in, in a couple different areas, certainly defensively, but maybe even offensively with block shots. And, and you know, Oscar has struggled previously sometimes with bigger bigs, but. I don't know what his injury is, but I think he's out like four to six weeks. So he's he's got to be out for a little bit. And that includes the game next week down in Nashville. So maybe Kentucky can get this thing rolling a little bit. If, they are, if they're on a little bit of a – not to get ahead of ourselves, but if they're on a little bit of a winning streak with Kansas coming to town for an 8 o'clock, 8.30 game, that's going to be a big one, folks. Sheesh, as Scoots would say. So this is getting fun, and we're happy to talk about it. These shows – are a lot more fun than I thought during that first half rush. I was like, oh, no, here we go again. But they turned it around to their credit, and we've got more to say about it. We're going to have to talk about Severe Wheeler, Oscar Shibway, 37-24, and 24, a memorable late night at Rupp Arena. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Uh, good morning. Everybody's waking up, probably a little tired, staying up for UK's win over Georgia. Double-digit win could have been could have been 10, could have been 99. It was a double-digit win for UK. Stopping at Thornton's to get a little pep in your step if you're dragging this morning. Uh, they've got coffee. They've got five-hour energies. They've got the uh, – what are the, the energy drinks you like, Scoots? Red Bulls. Yes, oh, yeah. They've got the Red, Red Bull. They've More got the Red, Red Bull. Bulls. I like the Monsters, too. The uh, Like the sugar-free white can. You ever had those? They're blue? No. I won't switch off Red Bull. Red Bull, Red Bull. Those are pretty good. Like if if, if I'm gonna do uh, if I'm gonna change it up and do an energy drink, that that one's pretty tasty, especially with a little bit of uh, a little bit of vodka. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. seems a little early. Seems a little early for that. Well, you know, for your yeah, when you need your second wind. I I, I hear you. Well, Thornton's has it all. Whatever you need, and not vodka. New, well. Yeah, I guess they do. They not sell yeah. no vodka. They sell they, beer. I think they do that. I mean, in some states. Not in Kentucky, but some states you can buy booze at gas stations. 
Well, you can buy beer at Thornton's. And wine. Right, but not like, and wine. Like liquor, though. Sure, yeah. Anyway, let's just stick with the basics here. I, you can become a Refresher Rewards member and get a free breakfast at Thornton's. That'd be nice. You stayed up late oh, man. and let Thornton's take care of you with a delicious I, breakfast sandwich, a croissant. Oh, I did the croissant yesterday, and it really is. like I love, I love the sausage croissant and the bacon burrito. And yesterday, I was just feeling the fluffy croissant. And the best part about it, the cheese is so melty. Oh man, it's 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 such a great combination. There, I am going to put you. I've got an assignment for you, Scoots, um, because Thornton's. I saw. I I, I, w- I haven't been there when they've been available, but I know you might be out and about a little bit more frequently. I saw their advertising for Thornton's wings, and ooh, so that that's see. I'm I'm very intrigued because. Here's the thing. We love Thornton's, but I'm always going to be skeptical about certain foods at gas station. So this is this is the I, this is ultimate litmus test. I think they can pass it, but I'm 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 ready to see if it gets the stu- scoot stamp of approval or not. When I see them, I will definitely grab them. But I don't know if I'm the best barometer for judging in terms of gas station food because I love gas station food. I have always loved gas station food, especially. Thornton's because everything is great. So I just I can't imagine a world where they messed that up. I didn't know they were even doing the wing. Me thing. neither. That's awesome. That uh that that's very exciting. I, I'm I'm the type of person like if you if you are serving wings, I'll I'll try them. I mean, I'll, you, you I'll, ate them at Mike Winnings for crying out loud. Yeah, and I'll never do that again either. All right, <laughs> don't remind me. But I'll give them a shot. Like if you, and it wasn't even my fault. It was a, it was a texter. I blindly trusted a texter on the Thornton sex line, and it was a, a mistake. But that being said, if you got wings, I'll give them a go. That's exciting about Thornton's. They've got everything. Did you all see the Kansas Kansas State game last night? That didn't that how could we UK's miss it game, <laughs> uk's game didn't start on espn until like under six minutes because the kansas kansas state game was going now luckily you were able to go over to espn news and see it there but yeah I, thankfully I, they did the espn news because when they do espn app it's it said starting at 9 10 on espn app i pull up the espn app and there's just it, this is not like a, it's just not you, there's no button to press on the yeah game. It's just ridiculous. They suck so much at their online digital stuff. My, th- not that anybody cares. But my ESPN app it really bugs me because it, I, it still has my login as like a sling login, and oh, you don't know how to log out of it. It, it will not provider. let you. Like it just will not let you change so, your so cable funny. provider at all. So it's like you've got sling. Oh, your sling account's not activated because we switched over to YouTube TV, which highly recommend. It's much mm-hmm. better than sling. Uh, but like, so I can't do it. I can't watch ESPN stuff on my phone. Really, really annoying. That being said, I was able, we've got YouTube TV's got ESPN news. So I just flipped it Mm -hmm. over there. The game was on there, but I was flipping back and forth between that and the Kansas state game, Kansas state, good little team and wild finish. It went to overtime and Kansas state did kind of a, a fake post action. And then, and then a roll to the basket for an alley-oop to Keontae Johnson. First off, that action is like it's one of those things that I don't know. It they'll like if if you ever see a coach walk through the options of an offensive set, that is that is an option, but it's an option that's rarely gone to because it's so hard to execute. You have to have first off the the way the defense has to play you a certain way. Secondly, 
you have to have an athlete good enough to catch that lob and finish it. And then you need a perfect pass. And they had all three. It was absolutely incredible. And for it to be Keontae Johnson, as you said, where, uh, you know, they didn't get into the specifics after his ordeal at Florida. But, like, I was under the impression because, I mean, he didn't come back the year that they had to resuscitate him. And then he sat out another year. I just thought he was never going to play again. I don't know if Florida said maybe not here, but maybe you could get cleared elsewhere. I don't I don't know what the deal was, but I, I'm just I'm so happy for that guy because he was great. He was great at Florida. And uh to be able to get a second chance at basketball after that health scare is, is incredible. And to have that success and beat Kansas, the court rushing, that was awesome. Um and it was also fun learning a new college basketball coach's name because I've never heard of that guy before. Tate Worms term. Oh, what is it? It's like Wu, uh, Wu Tang. Yeah, it's like Wu. It's like it really is like Wu Tang. Wu Tang uh, or something like that. He was he was Scott Drew's right hand man at Baylor, and he is just killing it at uh, at Kansas State. Jerome had, Tang. Yeah, yeah. They had a they had a court storming that was well done by Kansas State. They're a they're a nice little team. And they're going to be they're going to be a tournament team for sure. They'll be a threat in the Big Twelve, and that is cool. Keontae Johnson had a senior day at Florida, where he went out there as a like student manager or like student assistant. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing, and he kissed the court, and, and Cal gave him a big hug. And yeah. there were some rumors when like he got cleared to go back to play basketball. It was well, he may just go pro, he may just go overseas and have a nice little basketball career, but instead decided to stick and, and do some college stuff. And there were some talks of Kentucky potentially being interested, but I think a lot of schools really were just like, hey, we just want you to be healthy and we don't want somebody dying on the court because they were worried about that dude. I mean, they they really, when he went down, it was incredibly, incredibly scary for Florida's team and staff and medical crew. And uh, luckily he's been cleared and he was cleared for takeoff uh, to beat Kansas. That was kind of a risky final possession there for Kansas state, but it paid off. Kansas wasn't able to get a shot off on the other end and, and they picked up their first conference loss of the season, but they'll still most likely be a top five team when they make their way to Rupp arena, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Uh, and that will be a big one for UK. Just hopefully the cats will be taking care of business heading into that game themselves. Uh, I want to get to the Thornton's text line. We can do that at any point. We still have more things to kind of wrap up from last night's win for UK. At least one topic that we need to is Severe Wheeler. Yep. Ha- hope, hope he had a good birthday. Uh, yep. It probably wasn't maybe the birthday that he was necessarily hoping for. And not trying to be mean, just trying to have a, a radio conversation here. It's, but- it's this None of this is us hating Severe Wheeler as a person. That's in Intern Jacob. He does not like him as a person. No, we, cause, just because he didn't take a picture with him. That's on Intern Jacob. That's not on Severe. Exactly. But this is just he, evaluating a basketball player's actions on the court, right? He, like this is this is this is X's and O's, baby. It's it's not personal. It's personnel. I'm gonna just keep banging that stupid drum that I know y'all got tired of Freddie saying four or five years ago. Well, we're bringing it back because. It, it has to do with what Kentucky did in the second half. They outscored Georgia by 22 points, and he played 30 seconds. His only minutes, he turned it over with a bad post-entry and then went down the court, didn't just get back to the open man. He just went to his man, and the open man made a wide-open shot. Uh, 
Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't good. I, I he's got us kind of see the writing on the wall, don't you think? Oh, and he did. I was paying close attention. Like you would, I, I would watch his reactions after every play. And he wasn't. Uh, there was one moment that was really bad where Kaysen had an awesome dunk, and he just kind of pouted on the bench. But the rest of the time, he he was at least standing up, cheering for his guys. But he did have a kind of spaced out look on his face where he could kind of see this coming and. It's one thing to have this conversation when he's injured out and Kentucky has the best win of their season, but it's another thing when he's a healthy scratch from the starting lineup. When they try to put him in to get things going, he never really gets going. He keeps he tried to do that one-handed scoop thing and lost the ball a lot, and mm-hmm. it just it, it's it's something that we've we we've discussed quite a bit this year as like he. He can be a part of the problem. He doesn't need to have this starring role that he's had. And when Kentucky needed to not get embarrassed, right? Like, they they gave up 42 points in back-to-back weeks in the first half to quad three and quad four teams. Like, that was was bad. And they were able to bounce back this time because they changed up the lineup and Oscar Sheboy's outstanding performance. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Three or two turnovers – in in those 11 minutes he did have three assists uh but wasn't able to get any baskets or any points one of those should i'll agree with jimmy dykes too and one of them he was going to throw a lob to oscar and oscar just was not looking for a lob so he just threw up a brick off the side of the backboard and he's like that might as well be a turnover it's a missed shot but it might as well be a turnover. no that was actually a really dumb point and i i had made a mental note to bring that up it was it was a it was a float it was a floater from like 10 feet. It wasn't, it wasn't the, the best shot in the world, but to say that that is the equivalent of a turnover is saying that pretty much any like 40 to 50% shot is the equivalent of a turnover, which is objectively a dumb comment. Like oh. th- that actually made me mad when he said that. And I was like, <laughs> make a mental note of that. And then uh. Carl, Carl Ravage also, and this one could end up, I, I, I thought about this one as well, but like two seconds after that, or two seconds before that, Carl Ravage was like, and Rupp Arita gives a mocking cheer because they called a foul on Georgia. I was like, I don't think so, Carl. I think they're just doing it because that guy picked up his second foul and he may now have to go to the bench, and that's good news for UK. Yeah. But I thought, you know what, TJ, you're not there. Maybe maybe it is a mocking cheer. Who, who's to say? You, you're not there. So I was going to give Carl Ravage a break on that one. But Jimmy Dyke saying that a missed shot is the equivalent of a turnover, I thought was just kind of well, silly because you Kentucky, can say that about any missed shot that's not offensively rebounded. Kentucky's turnovers, to be or not their turnovers, they're floaters. It's not Emmanuel quickly floaters. The, the no, floaters they were it, shooting are just they're bad. They're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not very good. We got to put CJ in that category too. Yeah, that, like that buddy. having a tough time with those as well. But uh, no, and I, you know, eleven minutes for Wheeler. I'm. I'm okay with something like that in that ballpark. I still think he'll have a game where maybe he scores a few baskets or he'll come off the bench and the team will, uh, an opposing defense will kind of forget that he can blow people off the dribble. I still think he's going to have a role on this team. I hope he stays engaged. I hope he stays involved and a good teammate. And, uh, but, but the writing's on the wall. There's too much evidence now. This team is too fun to watch when unfortunately he's not on the floor just because you got to spread them out with some shooters and, and, also, I'm not giving Calipari a pass. He he's been too stubborn with his lineups for for most of yeah. the season. But yeah. when when like CJ was injured, you know, you had to do some different things. You weren't able this this lineup hasn't been available all year. The one that we Correct. think is UK's best lineup, and that's 
Kaysen, Reeve, CJ, Toppin, and Oscar. That being said, Cal's still taking too long on it. He needs to start that his, group. His uh, quote last night was, um, he, he kind of ran, but he said, the only thing I worried about was defensively, and that means you're putting a lot of weight on Jacob to rebound. He did it, so you can play with three cards. If he doesn't do it, you've got to have Chris in there rebounding. You have to. Well, you could have Chris in there rebounding at the four, Cal. Um, he, he went on to say, eventually, but the game, whether it was he or uh, Wheeler, he's talking about Toppins rebounding or Wheeler, just playing bad. The game was, the game just dictated to me, this is how you've got to play this. It's not brain surgery. We were all watching the same thing. I'm glad he at least admitted, because there, there have been times where it's felt like brain surgery and we're watching different games than Cal is. Because in that first half, they were just getting beat off the dribble. Ravich and Dykes were repeating it over and over. Georgia's a guards team. And Kentucky was still playing some big lineup, and these dudes mm-hmm. were just getting beat off the dribble of the basket. It made no sense. Especially when Kaysen picked up his second foul where your best defender wasn't out there to help kind of stop the bleeding, and it was ugly. It was really, really ugly. Uh, Georgia was the worst two-point field goal shooting team in the SEC, and they were 11 of 16 in the first half. Yikes. On two-point field goals, six of eight layups. You gave them six layups to that team. Like, what? I didn't listen to Cal's media – press conference but i did listen to his his interview with leach when he was signing basketballs and doing that sort of stuff he was still asking for the not dimpled basketballs (laughs) no he was actually like i don't he was like i don't sign t-shirts i don't sign hats i i don't take pictures i'm doing it tonight because it's midnight and you all are crazy uh he he was in a mood he was in a good mood it was really funny to like listen to i don't know maybe a little loopy because he was past his bedtime I think so, for sure. Uh, but he he thanked the fans. He was very complimentary of UK fans. Talked about how much they mean to him. It was a good it was a good interview. Uh, they were having some some microphone issues, and where you you could hear it on radio, but I guess it wasn't playing over the rough uh, PA. So he was but, like yelling, but no. But so they weren't really sure what to do. But Leeches was working, so Cal just stole Leeches' headset. He was like, "Just give me that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take." You. He was like, "Anybody want to hear Tom Leech?" And like, you heard someone groan in the crowd. And Cal just put on his headset and did the talking. This can be fun again, folks. Like we can we can find joy in Kentucky basketball again. I think when you play the right lineups and uh, this team plays hard, which they've been playing hard as of uh, at least the last two games. So there is that. Maybe something's cooking here, but they just need to take care of business. I think their margin for error is still pretty thin. So need to take care of the things that, that, that they can take care of. But that was fun last night, even if we had to stay up late to do it. And I just want to know, we're tough on the guy. And Scoots, I'll let you go here in a moment. But we're tough on the guy. But we need to find out what the officiating union has on Jimmy Dykes. I don't like blink twice, Jimmy, if they are extorting you. I don't know what it is, but it's perfectly okay to say they made a bad call. When they called that foul on that blocking foul, who was it on? Was it on CJ where they just waited for him to miss the layup? And then like two seconds later, they blew the whistle and they were like block. And Jimmy was like, well, it was the right call. I was like, I don't even know if it was the right call. They call that charges all the time. And then, like, three possessions later, they did call it a charge. But also, you're just going to take five seconds after they missed the layup to be like, okay, well, they didn't score, so I better try to make call a foul here. Even- he also did the thing, too, where uh, when Toppin, when the other guy stepped on Toppin's foot and fell down, he was like, well, yeah, that's a trip. You, he, he can't step on somebody's foot. It's like, yes, you can. 
People st- people trip over other people's feet all the time, and it's not a foul, Jimmy. I know. He was like, yeah, there's still, he's still, there's his foot. Oh, it's a I trip. Mean, I don't know what it is, Jimmy. Blink twice if you need help from us. We'll be happy to do it. Just just stick to rocking little heartbeat. Play the hits oh, and stop just every time the officials make the call being like, yep, oh, yeah, you can't. That's no way to defend. Here, here's the other thing, too. Officials can call a coach out of the coach's box in every single basketball game that's being played in America every single day of the year. It is the it's the most inconsequential thing that nobody ever calls, and they shouldn't call because who the hell cares? To, for for Jimmy to break out the replay and be like, well, look, he was out of the coach's box over here. It's like, no, Joe wins. He's just trying to flex on Cal because he's a dork who wants everybody to look at him. All these guys down there in their striped shirts are awful. And really the silliest thing, and I, I love to uh, poke fun at Cutler sometimes for the way he tweets, but he's absolutely right. Like, yeah, officiating is hard. If it's too hard, then you shouldn't be paid to do it. You shouldn't be out there if it's so hard. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing, Jimmy? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Coaches do that all the time. Cal probably needs to be a little bit smarter to move out that far, but that happens every game. That's not hyperbole. That happens every game. So if a ref wanted to do that, they could do it any time. And for some reason, they picked last night against Calipari to do it. it was, at least they missed the free throw, and it ended up not really mattering. But, Scooch, what did you have before we end our number one? I was going to just ask you all. So I know there's a lot of layers to this question, but I don't want you to think about it so deeply. Think about it on the surface level. Simple yes or no is fine. If you had to say today, yes or no, does Kentucky win a tournament game? Yes. Roush, you're the same boat? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, and that's that's the fun thing about this, y'all, because if I would have posed that question to you after South Carolina, it would have been a resounding no, quicker the quickest no you ever said in your entire life. But then two games later, it's a resounding yes, we and we we don't get into all the we don't get into everything like who they're going to play and all that, but still the confidence is back, having fun watching this team play basketball again. It just it makes everything better. Well said, Scoots, and it's a good point. It, it kind of shows the ebbs and flows of college basketball season. Uh, this one has been as much of a roller coaster ride as any in the Cal era. Uh, but that being said, I'm not scared of a team in college basketball. I don't think there is a team, Kentucky, if they play their A-plus game, can't beat. The issue is we just haven't seen it. And I, again, what they've played three good halves of basketball, and I am most likely getting ahead of myself. But that being said, if you're if the question is as simply as will they win a tournament game, I think they will. I, I think they will win a tournament game. I think they may win a couple tournament games if they can keep kind of building on this momentum. But Case and Wallace is only getting better. They're getting more chemistry with Wallace and Reeves, or excuse me, CJ and Reeves playing together. Toppin, I think you're going to get some good, you're going to get some bad, but just you, you hope for the good. And Oscar, they're hiding him defensively a little bit more, which is nice. Uh, he was a huge liability, but he hasn't been as much the last couple games, and he's never going to be a great defensive player. But it, it seems like it's just getting better, and it's starting to get better. And all of November and all of December, we talked about, like, at some point, these close losses are going to have to mean something for this team. They're going to have to learn from it at some point. 
and they weren't, but now you're starting to see improvement. Now you're starting to th- mm-hmm. see things click. And if it keeps improving, who knows how good this team could be come February. I still am going to be worried about every single road game. I still think they can lose to pretty much any team if they play poorly, but I think they can play with anybody in the country if they're locked in and you're playing the right lineup. So, hell yeah, they're going to win a tournament game. And you kind of mentioned it uh, going into the last break, but you've got back-to-back quad two games coming up. Um, go in those. Go win those. Yeah, sounds good to me. We're going to take a break. Hour number two and the Thornton's text line coming up next on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick oh. Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Yeah. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Kalen, appreciate you tuned in with us. I know some folks just getting up, getting moving, and it was a late one, but get used to it because, well, we got three more 9 o'clock Tuesdays or maybe one Yeah, Wednesday. three more 9 o'clock Tuesdays and an 8, 8.30 Wednesday. That 8.30 is going to feel like 6 o'clock, though, when we get to that, so oh, that's yeah. good. You know, oh, that, yeah. that, that will be nice. No, that that's, that's it stinks. Those games last night, it 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 stinks. I do think like the social media UK fan base all kind of gets loopy and wacky together. So like when UK's winning, it is kind of a fun social media experience. That being said, though, ugh, give me the seven o'clock games. I don't know why Central Time Zone, time zone teams are playing at six their time while UK is playing at nine their time. But it is what it is. We survived it, and we're up early the next morning to talk about it and do some radio. So we appreciate you listening. Go 7 to 9, replay the show 9 to 11, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. I want to give a shout out to Shady Ray, shadyrays.com, the best sunglasses. It was beautiful out yesterday. I was happy to have my Shady Rays out on the course. Polarized sunglasses that look like they may be the designer brands. They're not, and they don't carry the designer price tag, but they're just as nice, just as quality. And they also do money-back guarantee, where if you, after 30 days you don't like it or love it, go ahead and send it back, and Shady Rays will refund you. Or if you can have them for a year, you can have them for even longer. You break them, you lose them, or you just want another pair of them. They've got a replacement pair promise. You pay, you pay a small processing fee, you get your order sent right back to you. They've got a lot of great things going on at Shady Rays, but the one thing you do have to remember is to use the promo code BIGX at checkout to save 25% off. Trust me, if you got if you need gifts, especially anything in bulk, because you can just click, 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 click all throughout the Shady Rays website. Cookie Go to ShadyRays.com. Don't talk about Fun first hour recapping UK's win over Georgia last night. The text line was 
like the game. Uh, uh, some negativity there near the start. I, I totally understand it. And then at the end, everybody seemed to be pretty happy. So let's dive right in. Of course, we not try to go mostly in chronological order. Uh, sometimes during games, it doesn't always work out that way. But at least to start the text line, we're going to have people responding to yesterday's show, including the first texter that says, Scoots, would you have made this bet with Trevor if you thought Eastern Michigan was going to be this bad? No question. I would not have. If you told me on January 18th that Eastern Michigan would be sitting at four wins, yeah, no, I'm not making the bet. Oh, Roush, how often did we hear, though, it's not about Eastern Michigan. It's not about Eastern Michigan. It's it's not about Eastern Michigan, but I still would have thought Louisville would have won more than two games at this point. As bad as they were projected going into the season, I still would have thought they were over two wins. Yeah, I, I mean that nobody thought the total would be would be lit this low. Eastern Michigan, the Emus fell last night. It was a competitive game at halftime. Hey, they covered. Before. Hey, how about that? It was fourteen and a half. Unfortunately, if it was a cover bet, I think U of L would probably be beating you. I don't know. I don't oh yeah, no, yeah, this. you're right. If if that's what we were basing it on, yeah, little, Trevor would be winning. Mm, uh, we we did. Uh... Pass up a few a few texts here, like one text that said, Scoot seems a little down on the dumps lately. Hope you're all good, bud. I'm uh, all good. All good. I'm at the wrong spot. It's, uh, it's the wintertime. I, I usually get a little down in the wintertime. Seasonal depression, mm-hmm. they call it. Can't play golf like I want. It's cold all the time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just I'm sick and tired of being cold. So that's what it comes down to. But I'm good. Yeah, all good. As it's been unseasonably warm this winter. <laughs> We've had yeah, aside from like one week around Christmas. We uh, have had been, some warm days, no doubt about it. And it's this is here to stay, baby. It's gonna we're we're gonna be the new uh, Florida before too long. Come on, no, it's actually gonna get, it's gonna get below average temperatures to in January. Yep. So a lot of snow coming. Wow, uh, real jinx a cat. But that being said, like Louisville winters are there. I, I love them to be honest with you. You get the you. you you will get a little bit of snow. You'll get some cold weather. But, like, I, I like that. I want four seasons, and you get that. Yeah. But mostly, and it's not like a constant. Exactly. You don't, it's not like, I think in college there was one winter where it just seemed like it was, like, 20 degrees every single day in Lexington. But for the most part, pretty mild. And occasionally you can steal a day and get out there on the course and, and play some golf. But hang in there, Scoots. Uh, we don't want you down in the dumps. It's all good. You got 500 smackers coming your way in just uh, probably six weeks. Actually, uh, weeks. make that 600 because my, I also have a bet with my stepbrother, which he should already have paid me because he bet me that Louisville would win 20 games. So there's another <laughs> there's another what? 100 coming my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell you all about that. No. Yeah, we were sitting at a restaurant before the season started, and he's looking at the schedule, and he's like, man, I don't know. I, I see 20 wins here. I was like, dude, I will bet you right now I'll take the under on that 20. And then it was a couple weeks into the season, Louisville still hadn't won a game. And he was like, hey, you're looking good for that bet. And I was like, yeah, all, the, all they got to do is lose or win less than 20. And he goes, oh, I thought we betted at 17. I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. You're not getting to 17 either. That's the audacity to be like, no, no, it wasn't 20. It was 17, as they said on two wins. <laughs> Pay up, buddy. Wow. So that's another hundred. So yeah, Louisville making me all kinds of money this year. Another texter says, "I share Roush's disdain for Ravage. He clearly isn't a college basketball guy, and it shows." 
So at least he doesn't feel like he's got to comment on every stupid thing like Jimmy Dykes does. Yeah, I mean, it, he. I agree. He I agree. He he's not add, a college basketball guy. And it does show. Yeah, he just doesn't add much to the broadcast. Like he's fine, but he just doesn't doesn't give me a lot of, you know, not doesn't give a lot of juice. No, I, it's it's not the it's not anybody's favorite broadcasting team. Mm-hmm. Anytime you got me like Ernie yearning for Jay Billis, we're in a bad spot. We're in a bad, but I am like, give me, give me, give me Jay. If we're going to do the ESPN broadcast, what's Dickie V up to? Is he not, it doesn't feel like I've have seen him on calls this season. He's he, I saw him do, I bet they have it to where he's only doing like once a month or something. And he's probably just doing like a Saturday here. And just there. taking it easy. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, which, which, yeah, exactly. Like he, do, he doesn't need to be doing a full workload. Like I don't love when now. Jimmy, or I don't, I wouldn't love when he would, when Dickie V would call UK games, but like br- bring him, bring anybody and any, Get a broom. Put a headset on a broom. I'm cool with that as well. And, and I think a lot of it does just come down to we just don't want to hear the same people over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, you want to hear a funny joke? The game of Iowa versus Northwestern is postponed due to COVID-19 protocols. Joke. Yeah, that is a joke. Why are they doing that? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Three years later. But just think, back in 2020, if this would have happened, Northwestern wouldn't be playing for what two, three weeks. Uh, Pretty crazy. Point. You, it wouldn't be just like the one game that yeah. would be canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if if a team has like a bunch of dudes that are sick, sick, sick yeah. and like they cannot physically go out there and play, then I don't know what you do. You, then you have to you have to figure something out. But if you're still testing people for COVID and then you have asymptomatic people be like, I'm fine, and they're like, Well, you got to take this to. Oh boy, you're not so fine. That's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's idiotic. If we haven't learned our lessons yet, uh, then then people need to best be learning. So uh, I don't think like the NCAA tournament's planning on doing any testing or any stuff like that. So I think this. Hopefully, this is maybe just a Northwestern being. Overly, well, it's big. Overly, it's Big Ten. So Big Ten still testing regularly. I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming that. I mean, like you, I just assume that the Big Ten is going to be more stringent than anybody. But like if if they had. And I, I don't know if it's, I think Northwestern's probably the one that's going out of their way testing people. I don't think the Big Ten has testing. That's rules true. Anymore. Yeah, and and I, it's probably a thing where one person got sick, right, and then they just got had over to do late. the whole team, and they were like, "Oh yeah. no, actually, more people are." I don't know the whole situation, but that's not not a good look for Northwestern. There's there's no way it's the Big Ten testing because we don't have a commissioner to make those decisions. Hey, oh, you sure right. don't. <laughs> yeah, Scoots, get who Mitch, who do we Mitch, get to get Mitch them Barnhart. to call Mitch Barnhart? <laughs> Like, seriously, call, make call it happen, Scooch. Big Ten Scooch, make it happen. I'll I'll reach out, see what I can do. You Justin really with the classic. Can. I'm tired. Greeting to start the show once again. I thought we addressed this, Scoots. Hey, I've been a lot better being awake here lately. It was only yesterday I was tired, and today I I didn't say anything about being tired, despite being tired. So suck it. Well, you don't get to whine about being tired when you get back-to-back nap days. That being said, That's yesterday's true. start, you did, you weren't. this wasn't part of the nap streak. The nap streak started afterwards. Yeah. But, like, tomorrow you can't come in crying about being tired. No, you're right. Absolutely not. Unless something happens to the nap. You, you, nothing's guaranteed in life. Maybe, the nap, maybe you won't get that nap. Man, that would be a shame. Uh, we we should have, when we had Patreon tiers, one of our Patreon tiers was... You could live with Trevor. We should get one where you can nap with Scoots. Um, that's a little creepy, but yeah, we'll just uh, depends we'll on the price on tier, the, I guess. It'll be on the uh, 
The mattress on the floor. Yeah, you get the whole Scoots experience, a bag of chips, a Red Bull next to the bed. I have a bed frame now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> a texter says on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Big news. Jamarian Wilcox is signed with Athlete Advantage. Oh, man, I'm shocked. Didn't see that one coming. It is kind of um, – I, I understand my my employer's making nil a priority. It's not a news story to announce that somebody's signed a, a deal with a collective. It's, it's just not. That's to be expected, you say. Yeah. He went to Kentucky. Where, where was he going? How else is he going to get paid? point uh this is from plumley bro he says a three-team teaser with the chiefs minus two and a half eagles at minus one and a half and Bengals plus 11 for plus 180 odds just tastes like some potential cheddar cheese go ahead and lock it up and make a plumley bro lock of the week betting the eagles sounds like a fool's errand uh, i just am not a huge fan of teasers that being said like i do think all those three should hit but would anybody and no Bengals fans don't come after me, but like if the Bills just kind of blow out the Bengals and the Bengals let go of yeah. the rope, would anybody Especially, be totally shocked by that? No, I mean I would think that Burrow like because the Bengals defense has been playing better, so I, you know you could see Josh Allen having a couple of turnovers and Burrow being able to sling it around, but the Bills defense is so good, and I mean they're going to be down three starting offensive linemen, and I know that they've been exactly. able to get by before, but three starting offensive linemen like. Well, well said. Good point. People do forget that. And secondly, it's it's a road game in Buffalo. It's, that's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins were able to kind of hang in there, but I I still think the Bengals will come within eleven points. I'm just saying I also will not be shocked if they don't. That being said, Cincinnati was still completely hosed in this ordeal. This should be a neutral site game. The fact it's in Buffalo is a, not a good look for the NFL, in my opinion, but. They're going to play it. It's going to happen. And I saw Bengals fans not happy that yesterday or today the AFC championship game in Atlanta between the Chiefs and Bills tickets are on sale. Which, like, what are you doing, NFL? I get it. Like, you, you need to probably be a little bit proactive in this stuff, but it's just such a bad look. This whole stuff for the NFL is such a terrible look where it really does just seem like the Bengals were – we're thrown to the side I mean, in this. I think it's a little. Uh, I don't know. If it's a terrible look. Like, but you mix it all together. It, it, it like I get it. You're being proactive. If the if that game doesn't happen, those those tickets aren't going to exist. I'm sure they have a system where everybody's going to get their money back. That's fine. But you mix it all together where you say like, no, we couldn't do. Yeah, it would make sense to do a Bills Bengals neutral site game, but the logistics were too tough, so we we couldn't do it. BS, BS. The logistics were too tough, but here you are several you know a week over a week out selling tickets for a potential afc championship game potential Uh, if i was a Bengals fan i would legitimately be pretty bugged by all this but you still what can you do now you got to go play the game i'll be rooting for cincinnati on sunday though or yeah sunday texter on the thorn sex line says that missed travel and oscar was seriously so bad lol these refs get paid like three grand a game to show this performance if it's really a, hey, I'll take it though. That that was revenge for the Case and Wallace travel at Tennessee. Yeah, that. Oh gosh. That being was, said, though, that like if you don't call that a walk, what do, what what was, what is a walk? It was so clear and obvious too. Like I just don't. I it's, it's easy call. <laughs> like, 
I mean, when you saw them take that, uh, it feels like they should be looking at their feet too because we know they're not looking at their hands when Oscar's getting slapped all over the place. And then there was another one that was really bad that was in Kentucky's favor where like a dude was just given an arm bar and they called a foul. No, they showed the replay of that. He had gotten oh. up and kind of done like a locking arm action, which now to to be fair, to be fair, the ref didn't mo- like sit, motion that or say that. He he did the arm bar motion, but when you watch the replay, he did get up under and lock into Oscar's arm and like was kind of not pulling him gotcha. necessarily, but was like holding him, just containing uh-huh. him, but he okay. but he had the arm bar with his other arm too. Uh, Oscar gets like those little plays or you know people grab pull try to hook and hold on him all the time that being said he also will he's no stranger to a good old push off for some of his rebounds as well so uh, it's a physical game you can't call I just hated that they called that like if you and and maybe they did get him on the hook but they certainly didn't symbol the hook and that was the foul on that play but if you're going to call that little arm bar couldn't you call a foul every single possession in a college men's basketball game and women's basketball game for that matter too. Yeah, so yeah, it's, I, a, it's an issue, but we say this after every game and nothing ever gets done about it. Nothing ever will get done about it, but it's always nice to kind of vent and, and complain. By the yeah, way, yeah, Mike, Mike White is such a little dweeb, but his, when he was complaining to the refs about that non Oscar travel call was so freaking funny. Just dancing around in a circle. Gave me a good laugh. I don't hate my, Mike White. It seems like a lot of people hate him. I don't hate him. I don't hate him either. I just think he's a dweeb. I don't necessarily disagree with that. They showed the highlights of when his Ole Miss team won at Rupp Arena, and he looked like a scrappy little basketball player. Jim Rat probably, coach's son, first in, last to leave type of dude. Uh, but if he, if he can win like he did at Florida at Georgia, which he didn't win at a high level at Florida, but he was consistent, always above 500, They'll, they'll, they'll build a statue of him at Georgia. He'll be the king there if he can just win to that level, and he's off to a good start in year number one. I don't think he's ever coached a team that won at Rupp, though, because he took over uh, yeah, yeah. 15, he was the 16. He was the most recent coach to win at Rupp, actually, before last week's uh, loss. Uh, that was a Mark Story stat. When did UK lose to Florida? I don't know, but that at was home. a Mark Story stat. Um, I can maybe look it pan, up. Maybe pandemic 28, year. 28 games ago. Yeah, they probably ended the year against Florida, I would assume. But I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. But yeah, maybe pandemic year. But I was thinking, like, he took over 15 16 season, and I'm pretty sure UK beat Florida at home that year. Beat yeah, it was, it was 2021. Kentucky lost 71 67. Nah, and okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Mann had 21 points. Mm hmm. So yeah. there you go. There's Mike the, White's playing at referee. The um the one thing I I didn't I guess I, I knew he was Ole Miss guy because his dad I think was the AD there. I did I did not realize that he played for those Ole Miss teams that were good in the nineties. Uh, which by the way, great uniforms back then. Felt like Ole Miss really steered into the baggy uniforms um, early and often. I wonder when the baggy uniforms are going to come back because you know they are. Oh man, I'm I'm going to be very excited for that. Like it, they, right, right, right now is what it should be. Like it's just a standard, you know, but normal. It's, yeah, they're just normal. It's going to be fun when they when they get baggy again. And I got I got some of those those vibes uh, last night at the Tower Hansboro John Wall back and forth. Yeah, we Which could spend is, a lot of time. We could spend a lot of time on that. Maybe we save that for tomorrow, right? We get, we got a lot of text to get to. We can just make fun of Tyler Hansborough tomorrow. Yeah, the the simple the, the the simple 
bird's eye view of this is John Wall podcast. He talked about how UNC was his dream school, but when he went to visit there, none of the players gave him the time of day, even really acknowledged him. Nobody Particularly really... Hansborough, who is yes. just like, I don't talk to recruits. And then Hansborough tweeted out saying, it's 100% fabricated. It didn't happen. Uh, it, I, I, I would think more likely that Calipari's bank account is what got him to Lexington. Yeah, right, right. Well, like okay, you basically you you just confirmed that it was one hundred percent true, you little dweeb. Now, is it the reason why John Wall did not go to North Carolina? No, but I'm sure that that story happened, and Hansborough just doesn't remember it because he Wait. was big shot on campus, and he John Wall said that's why he didn't go to North Carolina. Why were we? Why don't we take him for his word there? I, I'm just not. Is there was a story from the time that he said that Roy Williams didn't call him? And what like North Carolina in general was never very eager to recruit him because of the other things around more. Correct. They didn't, they didn't go all in on him, but if John Wall came out and was just like, I want to go to UNC, UNC would have taken him even, even with college basketball being a little bit of a different culture back then than it is now. They, they, you know, Miami really wanted him. I think Miami was probably at the end of the day, UK's biggest competition, but like totally forgot Frank Haith coached at Miami had no idea. People forget that. Uh, Texter says, <laughs> TJ doing Twitter a huge favor by telling the sack pack to relax. Some of his tweets are very cringeworthy. I- I'll just say this, and I love both of you all, but Plumley, bro, you, the one saying that, is a Rich. little a little ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I do think there is just, like, in your younger age, and, and, and man, they, for them, too, like, we weren't. We were ground zero Twitter people. They've just lived their lives with Twitter. So it's it's completely different experience. But there is something to be said about uh, not getting caught up in the moment during uh, during basketball games. Football, uh, football the, the twists and turns happen quite a bit. Basketball, you can look like a if – you, if you overreact one way or the other, you can check your tweets the next morning and feel like a real dingus. Yeah, you can do that in any sport. It's sports. It's, it's social media. We're we're all doing it to yeah, some extent. Have check, fun. Check my Jaguars tweet from the other night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, after UK lost South Carolina, I said season's over. Who cares? We all say dumb stuff, um, and we're all wrong all the time. You show me the person that predictions aren't wrong, and I will just tail that person and hopefully win a lot of money. That being said, everybody's wrong, and sometimes frequently. A texture says, "Good on Cal benching Wheeler. Let Kaysen run the show. It needs to be." The that needs to be the norm moving forward, and I think it will be. The heart and will Oscar has is something we'll never see in college basketball again. Yeah. I don't know about that that's, necessarily. That's, that's a bit rich uh, texture, but but being able will, to put it all together and and uh, dominate the way that he has I, is really fun to watch. Now is not the time and place for it, but there is a conversation that needs to be had where this dude. He's one of the greatest Wildcats of all time, but he could end his career without a postseason, like without an NCAA Stay. tournament win. What's well, what are you doing, Roush? <laughs> it's 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 on the back of my mind, man. It's it's just there. Jinxie I know it's a conversation for a later date. Well, that actually could be what we call a reverse jinx scooch, which could be good, but it also is speaking some negativity into existence. Which well, I know, and I shouldn't do it, but what? I I just it, well, you already did it. So now we need now Oscar Seaway will never win a tournament game. Now we got to go the RJ route. We got to go the RJ route. Unfortunately, route spoken in existence is exists. So now we just need to really fade into it. Uh, that that is a bummer, Roush. That such a good kid and a great basketball player will never win a tournament game. Good yeah. point. Words yeah. have power, guys. Be careful. 
Hey, really? Well, now we're we're doing what we can. We're we're having to deflect and take the pivot. And hey, if, any, if anybody can reverse, like if anybody can reverse jinx something, it's me. Yeah, there you go. Don't, don't, don't you don't you worry about it. <laughs> if you look at Kim Baum do, dominance factor, the two most dominant performance in all of college basketball this year were South Carolina's two home losses on either side of their win at Rough. Oh wow. Oh. That's also something. a dominance factor. Like Kim Palm, you're just making stuff up. Yeah, like, you really I, are. Take yeah, it easy, like, Kim Palm. Come on. Just just chill out with your with your numbers and your mad yeah, your magic numbers. College basketball reference only goes back to 2010-2011, but in that time frame, nobody's had a 37-24 and 24 game. That's pretty nuts. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, and that was the stat that SVP had. Um, but most rebounds by a 35-point score in 25 years. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Roll Justin K. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. And it's Quesadilla Wednesday at Salsaritas. Pop in one of those two locations in St. Matthew's or on Shelbyville Road in Middletown. It's got a drive-through. And get yourself a nice, cheesy, meaty, delicious, hot, warm, gooey mm. quesadilla. They also have other things like burritos, tacos, nachos, you name it, Salsaritas will have it. Wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa. It's the fresh Mexican grill at Salsaritas. And download the app, save time, save money today, and have it your way. We love Salsaritas. They love us. It's a match made in heaven. And uh, I'll be—I'll likely be going there, getting their blue Powerade, Fountain Blue Powerade. So good. Hope to see some folks there. Roush, uh, the big dog, had a tweet yesterday. Woof, 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 woof. UK landers and players. He was driving uh, around the state of Kentucky and said, "Love this state," and uh, said he was locking up players. Who is it? Who's it going to be? Well, that's tonight. Uh, Steve Wolfong put in a crystal ball for Hayes Johnson to Kentucky. Uh, if you don't know Hayes Johnson, he's uh, he's been on our radar for a while. Hell, I, I feel like I interviewed him years ago. But he plays at Taylor County uh, from Campbellsville. Class of, top-ranked player in Kentucky in the class of 2024. 6'5", 300-pound offensive lineman who actually drives up to Louisville and works out with aspirations. So, um, I guess the aspirations, are we in or out on aspirations? How, how's that? Is it over there? Is it still on? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, that could end up being a good get down the road. So Yeah, that's uh, always good to see. UK football, nice momentum. Should be a really exciting season, and recruiting never stops. So they yeah. have to get right back into we'll it. We'll have and, a couple and- of uh, rec- this Saturday, and ne- next will be the big one because – that's when they're doing that nil thing um, beforehand. I think Cutter Bowling and those guys will show up. So that'll be a big one. Uh, did you see? Uh, did you see the on three? We we've won our war against Louisville. We got him. 
Oh, the yeah, I did. I I went and read the replies to Lackford's tweet, which I think was tongue in cheek. Although yeah, I'm sure yeah, he it, what he was doing. He responded to a couple, and I was like, it was very clearly tongue in cheek, but hilarious. You know, Louisville fans don't get like they 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 don't get it. Uh, went over their heads. So. No, they don't. And uh, yeah, so a bunch of U of L people <laughs> dropped in on three's ranking. So naturally, U of L folks lost their. They're out on on three again. I think they were yeah. they were out, and then they were back in for a second, and now they're back out. Off three, off um, three, baby. Yeah, and it's it's really what and I. We've had daily meetings with the folks trying to tank their rankings, and we got Pierce Corkson all the way down to the sixty seventh quarterback. I wanted him to be 69th. Just up for the nice jokes, but mm-hmm. you know we can only do so much in our war against Louisville football's recruiting efforts. So who who cares what people rank people when they're already on your campus? <laughs> like they're there. It does, like you know what what what's the number going to change anything? Oh man, oh, you can make I, a you you make a case that you may actually want them to be ranked lower. So if they are good, really good, you look good, yeah, yeah, it makes you look good. It gives you more to sell to other recruits, and it can kind of put a feather in your cap for like, yeah, they're ranked low, but look what we do with so and so. Look what we do with so and so. So yeah, they're goobers. Yeah, and I, I will say our uh, our on three guys, I think they take a little bit too much stonks in the like these all American games and stuff like that. I get it because it is one of the only times you get to evaluate. The good on good and full pads, a lot of times it's just seven on seven stuff, but it's also an all-American game, right? Like, mm-hmm. so. No, it is. Uh, also, shout out to Trevor for going on radio and just lying uh, about me and then also telling me that I'm wrong. Uh, he said my first car was a convertible, 110% false. My no, first it was car. Mercedes Benz. It was a 1986 car that had manual windows. Um, and Mercedes no, Benz. You had a and, butler drive you around, and no cup holder. Uh, it did happen to be a Mercedes, but it was not a nice one. And it was uh, uh, he was going on spreading misinformation. You're better than that, Trevor Kelsey. Actually, you're not. Sounds pretty up. nice. I got to be honest. It, was, it, it wasn't nice, uh, but I appreciate your honesty all the same. Trevor, Trevor also like just misremembering is. I mean that that's that's the fog of war clouding his memory he just he says things that are wrong all the time and just i i think like 98 percent of the time people just won't call him out on it because it's just like well you know who knows or who cares but that dude if he's saying something it's most likely inaccurate unless it's like wrestling trivia but then again he's probably just wrong about that and nobody just calls him out because nobody knows or cares right that's true true uh which by the way um put a pin in it like i think wwe's Going to be the new Live Golf, so that could be that's that's more summer radio, but yeah, like they might just sell out to the Saudi public investment fund. Stephanie so. McMahon stepped down. I'm out, out. Trevor was saying that like that isn't official yet, Rash, right? It's just a lot of happen or something. It's a lot of rumor stuff, but it feels like it's trending that way. Feels like '98. Uh, I don't care about wrestling whatsoever, but what I do care about is that Netflix golf show that's going to come out. Yeah, I mean, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? So, like, they, the only reason, like, I'm very anti-contemporary sports documentaries. I like watching sports docs from, like, dudes that were around in the 80s. Uh, Like, that, that the guy from Oklahoma. Like, I love learning about that running back, that 30 for 30 that I'd never really heard of. Uh, Marcus Dupree, that was awesome. All the stuff happened. Like, I, I like those 
less than let's follow what I just watched on SportsCenter or whatever it might be. But with all the live golf stuff that happened last year, I bet you they have some crazy like drama things happening in that show. So yeah, I'm 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 definitely going to be following that one along. Rose, this is going to be like Hard Knocks. It's going to be amazing. Like it's going to be behind the scenes. Well, and they well, say like, that there's going to be a lot like of drama. And I give up, you know? That's true, but that's because real football starts. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it will be – I think it will be different, too, because, like, like I can't get into the F1 because I just don't care. But, like, I know these golfers a little bit. Now we'll probably see a little bit more of their personalities. So, uh, and, like, all the live golf drama, like, we might get some, like, MF in each other behind the scenes that we didn't get before. Oh, yeah. They released a trailer. It's going to be electric. I, I don't know if I've anticipated like a TV show. Certainly not a Netflix show uh, as much as this one. So uh, what is it? February 15th, I think. Uh, since I, I don't know dates. I just saw a trailer recently. I thought it was the day after Valentine's Day, which I was like, yeah, that's probably a good move on, on Netflix part. Let the, let, let the fellas spend one day with their wives and significant others, and then, boom, dive into to golf documentary. Yeah, February 15th. And I'm sure there's plenty of ladies out there that are going to enjoy this as well. Uh, it's going to be I, – I, I cannot wait for it. I hope it doesn't I hope it doesn't let down. By the way, I speaking of sports documentaries, I watched the first episode of Breakpoint yesterday. That's also on Netflix. It's a tennis show. Not a big tennis guy, but the first episode is on Nick Kyrgios. Y'all have to watch it. He is a clown. Nick Kyrgios is a – caricature yeah it's it's a it's a really good episode we watched the last of us yesterday before the uk game the new hbo show i'm out it's not not really my genre yeah exactly Uh, that's i can do some of that stuff but uh, i'm just like yeah i'm good i may i mean just because we're in a little bit of a tv lull i may watch more episodes but i I don't think i'm necessarily on board I, i wasn't blown away by the 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 premiere, but it's not my genre. So it's like, I'm not a huge apocalypse zombie type dude. A uh, texter says on the Thornton's text line, as we get back to this, mm, Cal well, did I, put Wallace back in at the end of half and he hit a big three to cut the lead. Second half was awesome. Oscar is a special player. Yeah. And I was glad that he did that too. We've been long. We're long believers that two fouls shouldn't just immediately put you on the bench. Now he didn't need to go out at the time because it was like the ref, was just an idiot and called like two ticky tack things mm-hmm. in a span of like five seconds. So you needed to take him out to let him kind of cool off. But I'm glad he did put him back in at half to build some momentum. Uh, because man, they were up by what like 12 or something before they went on that run before half. Like that was that was much needed. A texter says and admits that this is kind of a dorky text, but says this is the little things. But there's a couple times every game where one of our guys goes down and no one runs to help him up. Yeah, you notice some of those little things. And then, like, you know, the free throws gathering and chatting. I, I think it's getting better, but you'll still see some here and there. Yeah, like, they're there some of the times, and other times I think it's just, like, out of convenience or exhaustion. They're just, they're, like, going to the next thing instead of helping If out. If UK's losing, we make a bigger deal about that stuff. If they're winning, we excuse it more. That's just right, sports. Right, right. Cal has to stop the auto sit with two fouls. Georgia leads Groves to nine in the first half with Wallace sits, and then we mentioned that he brought him back in. Went five of six on my six-leg parlay last night because Wisconsin missed the spread by one point. Fifty would have paid twenty-five hundred. Wisconsin has me feeling like it's twenty fifteen. But hey, the Cats won and looked looked uh, good in the final twelve minutes. I don't know they missed a word there. I'm a big Wheeler fan, but hard to argue on his behalf right now. I mean, it's impossible to. The the team is just better with other players out on the floor. Doesn't mean he won't have a role, but yeah, it's 
yeah, right. there's no more really. There's no more debate. Mm-hmm. I just hope that the uh, transition can be with as little friction as possible, uh, because you you just have to. You just have to. Um, and you're going to also still be dealing with some weird, dumb turnover. Like Kaysen had one turnover in the first half where I was just like, what are you doing? Where he just took for granted the D, the ball pressure and like his guy just like ripped it away from him and went and scored an easy bucket. Like we're, we're probably still going to get one or two of those a game, but you all, you got to live with it because he makes up for it with his defense, the way he spaces the floor and his ability to, to knock down shots. Man, and finishing at the rim, TJ, we were just talking yesterday about how guys weren't getting to the rim and finishing. He did it yesterday. That was so awesome to see. And, oh, the dunk by Jacob Toppin. Whoo! Have mercy. Yeah, that was really nice. It was nice seeing Case in attack. Keep doing that. He still had one attack where he was kind of hesitant and just laid it in. It went in, so I'm not going to complain about it. But keep being aggressive, dude. You're a big guard. People are going to foul you if they can't stop you, and you can get to the line. But uh, it it was nice to see. And he had an amazing pass to our boy, Ugo. How about that? That that was a really, really nice pass. An awesome pass, yeah. And then he finished. Uh, Still, like, this – how – you gotta. You should not have people scoring over top of you so easily. Like jump, dude. Like, but different time, different place. We can talk about that another time. Texture says Toppin's basketball IQ is non-existent. He he figured it out. He got going, but that inbounds play was really bad. It was embarrassing. Texture yeah. says Wheeler's horrible on defense. Honestly, would rather have the arrow in. He gets beat every single play. The arrow got some minutes. I thought he did all right. Yeah, and it, it was. I didn't notice him. Um, but it, it what I'm I mean I'm glad he just got a couple minutes. It was only three, but I feel like you played hard. Yeah, you, you're I, always going to notice that about him. That's at least like, especially when you're kind of. I, I don't remember what portion of the game he came in, but there was a, the time between like eight and four minute mark in the first half where South that Georgia seemed to just be driving at will. That's when you put the arrow in because worst case scenario, he's going to foul the dude and they're not going to get an easy layup. Right. Like I, I appreciate what he provides uh, when a team can be struggling. Texter says we have the blueprint laid out in front of us for a good team. Let Oscar be Oscar out work, out hustle, out rebound and finish put back, spread the floor, have Reeve, CJ and Wallace on the perimeter driving, dishing, shooting, let top and Livingston just be Uber athletic forwards and not go to, not go to offensive options. Bring Wheeler, maybe Thiero off the bench one or two minutes from where are you gonna, if Oscar needs it, that and play D let's go. And that's from Artie. Well said Artie. agree with really, all those takes. Livingston, you can basically set your watch to one strong take per game from him. Only one. Don't ask for too much. But there is one. T- he has one take per game where you're like, all right, do that more often. And we got something special here. Unfortunately, you don't see it overly consistently. But I think he's it's slowly but surely starting to click for him as well. Uh, Artie, I'm starting to see the blueprint as well. I think this team can be something. KRC, oh, yeah, that person just bolted. This is fun, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Wheeler hate, but for us to go from just an okay team to a good one, we need Wheeler as a confident backup for Wallace. Get his head right, and this team is scary with Wallace running the show. And I think that's my biggest concern in all of this, what I was kind of alluding to is, yeah, like the, plenty of people are going to mention it, but like you can't have him just be a, a – you would like to have that Energizer Bunny come off the bench and still be able to contribute. 
You don't maybe, want to completely lose him. Maybe he'll be able to do it. A texter says, unbelievable turnaround in the second half. Defensively, totally agree. Oscar, what else can you say? Totally dominant. Suck on that, Mike White. Yeah. Another texter says, Callis, that's a stubborn SO. Hmm. I don't know if there was supposed to be a B somewhere there, or maybe he's a stubborn significant other. Oh, is he not a generous lover, Roush? Never been more happy to be wrong about a game and won five versus eight to boot. What a win. Uh, That may have been from Saturday. That one sounds familiar. Love seeing the players smile and have some fun. Good win. And Cal did a hell of a job coaching and sticking with the right lineups. Hope Wheeler can still find a way to be a good five, seven minute per game spark off the bench. 11 does feel like 11 to 15 feels about right, give or take. But because like, especially with Wallace's back spasms, you never know when those bad boys are going to flare up. Agreed. I know we're not great defensively, but something about lighting, about the lighting or depth perception and rough visiting players just absolutely love to shoot in facts. Also, the referees are so involved in this game. Jimmy Dyke saying, you have to make that call on the Cal technical for being on the floor. Such a loser comment, and he should be ashamed <laughs> knowing the disruption of the flow of the game. Dice can take out a huge one and suck it. Uh, lots to take in there. It is, I am sick of like people just hitting wacky shots at Rupp Arena, but such is life. Yeah, I mean, they still seven to 20, 35 percent from three. Um, but like after they got hot in the first half, there wasn't much in the second half. You're right. Uh, they cooled you know. off. Yeah, uh, they only three and nine in the second half. When one guy wouldn't get blown off the dribble and ever the rest of the defense would have to react, it actually helped uh, when they had a guy that that stay in front of their man. Yeah, it is funny how that works. What do we got next? Good win, but man, let's do something to fix these slow starts. Clear Wheeler needs to play 10, 15 minutes. Cal noses. Yeah, the, the slow starts, uh, is is that just him like starting with he, – he was quick to put Reeves in from Livingston. And I, I had a tweet. like it, it, I feel like he's doing the – might be doing the uh, winning Gabriel thing where he starts him and just kind of rolls with it. It's a, it, it, there's no other word for it. The starting lineup is just idiotic. And like we have we have such a large sample size now to showcase that UK is hurting themselves off the get-go with this starting lineup. In three and a half minutes yesterday, UK scored two points, which was actually better than the last time they started a game, which was zero points after four minutes. And then they bring Reeves in, and within 30 seconds, UK has three points. So UK's second lineup, had more points in 30 seconds than UK's first lineup in three minutes and 30 seconds. It's not a coincidence. You do not need to play Livingston and Toppin together to start a game. You just don't. Not with Oscar as the five. So quit. You're, you're just wasting wasting minutes. Wasting and once the time, game changes time. flows, I think you it's okay to try those guys together later in a game just based on maybe how the games go. And Livingston came in, shut down number three on Georgia, or did a good job helping slow him down. But like to start a game, it's not working, so why do we keep doing it? I don't, I don't understand it. Um, makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me at all. Roush, you got something going on over there? Yeah, um, I, I told you. You, I need, to, you need to run. I, I, yeah, yeah. The window people are here, and they're knocking on the wrong person's door. So probably, probably better you take care of this <laughs> than 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 what's going on. I'm a little on confused here. right now. So yeah, I'll take care of that. Godspeed. Roll call. All right. See you later, buddy. <laughs> Just Justin and I wrapping up the show. That Roush. <laughs> what are we gonna do with that guy, Scooch? Knocking on the wrong door. Have the neighbors pick up the tab. That sounds like a great plan. To be fair, to be fair, my second today, Roush's neighborhood is kind of confusing. It is, yeah. There's no road. Is it, do you call that a neighborhood? 
Yeah, I'd consider that like a little like cluster of houses. Yeah, okay. Just there's no yeah. there's no road in the front yard. It's right. just yard. Yeah, well you got the sidewalk going through all the houses. It's it's weird. interesting setup. Uh, yeah. All right. Well I hope he gets it taken care of. Uh, Texter says on the Thornton's text line, man, this officiating is something special. Wallace gets elbowed in the throat and then hooked and held, and they call Wallace for the foul. Yeah, that was a bad sequence for the officials. College basketball refs. Jeez. They're just bad. They I know. And, bad. and like we complain about it every day as if we were still surprised. But sometimes when you see the stuff they call, it is still shocking and surprising. But what what can you do? As long as UK's winning, whatever, we'll deal. It's better to deal with that stuff in wins than losses. Toppin is a mess, totally pressing. At least he was able to figure it out. A texture says, sad day when UK can't stop Mike White, defensive-minded Georgia team, from scoring at will. Literally a layup line. Obviously, this text was sent in the first half. It got better. I didn't think it was going to get better, but Wallace really put the clamps down, and he didn't play a ton in the first half, so that explained part of the reason why it was a layup line, but it did get better. A texter says, back to sucking, layup lines, this is pitiful. So we're seeing what point of the game these texts were sent in. <laughs> Another slow start, almost halfway through the first half, and we haven't had the lead yet against Georgia. Fans want to go nuts and be all in again, but this team just makes it so hard. I was hoping for a good showing and a comfortable win, but looks like another one is going to come down to the wire. Wrong, texter. Wrong. But I was right there with you, the same sentiment. Let's, let's have uh, some they patience. They turned it around, though, so credit to the Cats. Yeah, let's have some patience, texters. Hang in there. It seems... It, but it, that was a really frustrating first half. It I was, was right there yeah. with folks. But you know what? They made it all better. It seems the theory of to guarding Oscar for these other teams just to foul him every time he touches the ball because the refs aren't going to call them all. Totally true. Uh, but he did get he did get more calls than normal. And shout out to the entire team. Free throws. It's getting better. That's nice. That look at that. UK starting to win a little bit. And the free throw percentage is going up. Yeah, Goose was talking about on the broadcast last night how Cal made Oscar shoot free throws yesterday, and every time he missed one, he would yell at him, "Get back on the line!" and just make and just stand there until he made it. I love it, and what I even love more is Scoots is such a UK fan. We even got him listening to Goose on the pregame and talking or during the game. You're in, buddy. Big blue scoots. No, I just don't think that's true. I'm just a fan of sports, so when I'm driving, I like to listen to sports. But, yeah, I do do really enjoy Legion Goose. I I do, too. I think it's a really good broadcasting crew. Uh, Goose has grown on me big time. A texter says... The horrible officiating continues. It's mind-blowing how inconsistent college basketball refs are. Totally agree with that. Full credit to Cal. Severe was a turnstile defensively and got pulled. I want to be in the group that believes Wheeler is a positive for this team, but he's making it so hard. He can be a positive in a different capacity, and hopefully he will be. But it, it, the team needs to run with Kaysen, Reeves, and CJ. We know that. We have enough evidence. Did you see the situation late in the game where it was coach, open seat, coach, open seat, and then Wheeler, and I can't remember who it was that came out of the game, but they sat between the coaches, and one of the coaches kind of like motioned him to sit at that seat next to Wheeler, and the player like looked down at Wheeler, and the coach was kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. That was interesting. That was interesting, yeah. That's how rumors get started, though, Scoots. So you be careful, buddy. <laughs> Normally, Cal will, his bench over the course of me watching him now over a decade at UK, uh, if they take a player out and they think they're going to put him right back in, he will sit in that spot between the coaches. If they think he may be out a little bit longer, you send him a little bit further down the bench. Is normally how that stuff works. But I, I don't, I can't speak to your specific situation. But maybe it was something similar like that. But interesting. Uh, something I'll try to keep an eye on moving forward. 
Kentucky's the only blue blood that doesn't benefit from the home whistle. UK got some calls, but yeah, it was. It, I, I kind of overall agree with that text. <laughs> uh, Oscar's travel. Oscar's travel was the most egregious missed call in college basketball this season. That's you all so get bad, calls at dude. home. That's so bad. The Wallace the Wallace travel call was significantly worse at Tennessee, and it cost UK two points. But hey, they end up getting two points in the end one on that one. Uh, Texture says. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. If we were able to get Ryan Howard in the – oh, Brad. He's making a – we're moving past that, Brad. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring – like, it would have been an all right text if you just didn't have to bring Ryan Howard into it. Grow up, buddy. Uh, yeah, grow up, Brad. A texter says, Kirby, refs hate Case and Wallace. Two awful fouls for early plays that had no effect on anything. Yeah, those were bad and it sent Wallace to the bench for a little bit and extended George's lead. I can't take black hole Oscar. My man can't pass, and anytime he gets it, he has to shoot. Love the guy, but don't know how much more I can take of him as an offensive focus. Kirby. Kirby. That's one you probably didn't want to. He says, I take back my Oscar slander. I apologize. Let's get this win. All right, Kirby. <laughs> that was a bad take, Kirby. For God's sake, enough of these one-handed floaters shoot jump shots. First half observations. It's apparent by now that we have a very average VM b-ball players. Uh, not sure what that means. We have a coach who for years refuses to implement any kind of zone. Needed at times to stop easy scoring around the basket. Those killer straight line drives also needed at times when in foul trouble. I do. I didn't understand why you didn't try a zone when UK was just getting beat left and right. I was expecting maybe to see some of it in the second half, but they turned it around and they're man to man. So I kind of agree with parts of your text. I, I would try more things than Cal does, but Cal ended up being vindicated last night. Is Sheebway Statline the most dominant performance in Kentucky history? I would maybe go Meeks 54, but at Rupp, I think it is. Yeah, you may have to say uh, at Rupp Arena, that's the best basketball performance that's ever happened. Didn't Michael K. Gilchrist go 24 points, 19 rebounds against Louisville? Uh, easy to look up, but maybe it, still. It's crazy that 24 and 19 does not seem that impressive after last night. I mean, it's still insanely impressive. It is, right. yeah. Like it just puts into context how dominant he is. Uh, all right, I think we're probably going to need to end it here. We still we didn't get to finish the text line, but tomorrow's show we will. That's a promise, and keep the text pouring in for the podcast listeners, 502-414-1450. Fun winning Wednesday. These shows are so much more enjoyable, and now Cap's on a little bit of a winning streak with Texas A&M undefeated in the SEC coming to town. They do play tonight, so that may change. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it, and we'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. to talk U.K. basketball, U.K. football, and everything else fun in this world. This is KRC and the Big X, TJ Walker, and Justin Kalen. Roll the crowd. call. Ooh, ooh. We'll see you on Thursday. The whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing you know, she got low, 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 low.